0: Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Um, For all of those that don't know me, my name is Pastor Isaiah. I get to be the student pastor here at All Nations Church. It's so good to see you guys in the midst of spring break. God bless you all for coming. Today, um, God is good. How many say God, God has been good? God has been good to me. Um, hey, there's a scripture I, I want to read, um, it is in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Um, it's NIV. We're going to read the scripture, we're going to pray, and um, I'll just be about two and a half hours, shave off, then we'll be out of here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it is in the NIV um, version. And it reads this, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Let me read that again. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Isn't that good to know? That we were handcrafted. Some say handcrafted. Some say we are his poetry. Some versions say that. But this says handcrafted. And in the end it says, which God prepared us to do in advance, for what he's called us to do. He prepared us, and he prepared what we were called to do in advance before we were even born. Isn't that good to know? That there was already a plan for our life in place before we took our first breath. So this sermon will be called Made for More. Can we pray? Father, we thank you today for life, health, and strength. We ask that you be with us today. Oh, Father, let every word fall on good ground. Father, let every person in the sound of my voice, including me, help us to know that we were made for more than we've been living. That we've been living beneath the privilege that you've given us. Father, after today, help us to see our our, our passions. Help us to see our destination. And help us to see that we've been called to something so much greater. And we give this service back to you in Jesus' name. Everyone shout. Amen. Amen. How many believe... That you, I, have been made for more. How many believe that? Right, when you read this scripture, this is talking about, verses 8 and 9 talks about you've been justified through grace, right? Faith, that's what it's talking about, that it's not about works alone. But the great part about this scripture is this. You can't do anything to receive salvation. There's nothing you can do. I don't care what you do, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care anything, there's a lot of people who who think they have enough money to buy everything, but you cannot buy salvation. Your works alone does not get you into the kingdom, but it says, because you have been saved, the fruit of that should be good works. Amen. That's right. That's why you have a lot of people who are committing suicide, millionaires, movie stars, everybody, they're so rich, they think they can access all of this, but you cannot access heaven by your talent or your finances. You cannot access Jesus just because you know somebody who knows Jesus, right? It's not like a concert. Hey, can I I call you? I know you're going to be here. Can I get a ticket? Because you know somebody that knows somebody. You know, I don't care how old you are. You can be a student, but that can be called blind faith. You think you'll get to heaven because your grandmother prayed for you. No. If you don't accept Christ as your Savior on your own, then heaven does not belong to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Heaven is not yours if you don't do what it takes to get it. That's it. What does it take? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Yeah. Receiving Jesus on your own. But the fruit of saying yes to Jesus is having good works. Right. You were made for more. You were made than, for more than what you're actually living and some of us have received Jesus, but we have not tapped into plan in Ephesians two and ten that says He has something prepared for us before the foundations of the world. You are still not living in your God giving purpose. Some of us have been okay with just accepting Jesus, but then some of us have been okay with accepting Jesus and not doing all that Jesus tells us to do. You know, I love the scripture. He talks about I I call you friend. Don't, isn't it good that he calls us friend? Come on, raise your hands if you know he calls you friend. But I don't think many of us read the rest. Yeah, come on. He says, only I call you friend if you do what I tell you. So I'm like, well, maybe we're not as cool as I thought. <laughs> I am overwhelmed that you have called me friend, but he calls people's friends that he has intimacy with. If you're intimate, he has your ear. He has your ear, then he has your feet, and he has your feet, he has your heart. You go and and you do what he tells you to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 in that, extremely popular text, as we talked about this before, that those two verses are often quoted, but many miss out on verse 10. When seeking to understand God's salvation by grace, grace gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy gives us, keeps us from what we do. Let me say that again. Grace gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy keeps us from what we do. We deserve hell. We deserve death. We deserve the worst of the worst. But because Jesus hung up on the cross over 2,000 years ago, that's when grace steps in and he gives us what we do not deserve. At that moment when he was hanging up on the cross, he already has your plans made out for you. The moment when he was hanging up on that cross, he was counting the number of hairs on your head, the ones you lose and the ones you buy. He knows. He knows. He already had it all planned out for you from the time he was hanging on the cross, from the time the cross was on his back, as he was going up to the hill, he knew what his plans were for you. He says, however, this important statement offers tremendous insight to what God desires. Watch this. After salvation. God calls us his workmanship, his art work. The Greek for that is poemia, means from poetry. We are something crafted with skill and purpose. How dare you be made by the greatest creator in the world and you do nothing. How dare you wear the banner of Jesus when you don't represent him with your lifestyle? I'm not talking about sinning versus not sinning. I'm just talking about living a life that looks like Jesus. A lot of times we get hung up on, this person is sinning or this person not sinning. It's not about that. You, you're sin conscious. And if at the moment you stop being so sin conscious and you become God conscious, then he can direct your steps and He can get this taste of sin out of your mouth. It's possible that you can live not a sinless life, but you just sin less. That was good. You're doing good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Lord. Here it is. He's saying... Why do you always look so poor? I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. I'm talking about why is your language always defeated? Why is it always, woe is me? I'm sad. This is not working. This is broken. This is that this mountain isn't moving. I need more I need this I need that instead of tapping into the plan that he created for you You're trying to create your own plan and then bring him along It doesn't work, you know, they said, you know, here's, here's the here's cool thing Stop asking God to bless what you're doing and get involved with what God is doing because it's already blessed And if it's already blessed, that means it's been predestined for you from the foundations of the world. He says, I prepared these things for you. And he says, God, good works do not give us salvation, but they are absolutely meant to be the result of salvation. Wow. It's just so good to hear. Paul repeatedly emphasizes that this salvation is accomplished on the basis of grace through faith. Good works, human effort, our best intentions will never be enough to earn this salvation. Every person is marked with sin both deliberate and accidental. For this reason, we deserve to be separated from God. Do you hear that? Is that not enough to make you want to go as hard and as fast and as be fruitful for him when you know the only thing you deserve is to be separated from him? Man, think about that. You just deserve to be apart from him. You deserve nothing good. Online, you deserve nothing good. I said it before. We deserve death. But because of grace, isn't how, how grateful will you be if you, somebody saved your life, pushed you from out in front of a car? You could have been there. How grateful are you to them? You go far and beyond to try to do more and more. But the problem is, watch this, at some point in our walk, we, be, we think we deserve what he gave us. At some point in our salvation, we forget what he saved us from. And we think we deserve his unmerited favor and grace. You forget how quickly we forget that we were lying. Well, maybe I'm just going to talk about me. I was lying. I was cheating. I was stealing. I was smoking. I was was doing everything I could do. Maybe I'm just talking about me. I'm not... I'm not referring to anybody here. This is just my story. But because he saved me, I'm forever grateful because I know what he saved me from. And not just the sin that he saved me from, the hell that I deserved. I was made for more. (laughs) You and I were made for more. That's why he offers salvation. Because he didn't want you to die in that season. He knew that you were made for more. If we weren't made for more, then hell would have been the only option. He wouldn't have went out his way to die on the cross if there were not more to us and for us. Here's the thought. Why did God create man? I know some of us think, why did you create me? We most ask these questions when things aren't going right. Why am I here? Why did you create me? Huh? What did God do in order to carry out his plan? How is God applying his salvation to man today? These are questions that we all grapple with. Why am I here? Why do I exist? If nothing's working, why did you create me? Did you just create me to torture me? Again, I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking to those who are online. (laughs) God's plan of salvation is the secret to understanding purpose in creating man. If you understand his salvation, you understand why you were here. Number one, God's purpose. God has a purpose. All men need purpose. We all need to feel like we are here for and to do something. All people seek for a purpose. There's an overall purpose, but you ask, myself, ask yourself, why am I here? What is my purpose? Has anybody ever asked yourself, what is my purpose? Why, why, why am I here? And especially the, the better we get. Meaning older, you ask yourself, Lord, is there any, am I done? Am, am I done? Is there anything left for me to do? But I love the scripture that your latter days will be greater than your former. As long as you're still breathing, there's something for you to do. All of us, whether we're Christian or not, spend time contemplating our, and considering our own purpose. What's the purpose of my life? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I working this job? Why am I doing this? This job is nothing. I can't believe this. Why am I here? They don't like me. I don't, why am I at this church? Nobody speaks to me. You don't really speak to people, but nobody likes me. Nobody speaks to me here. Nobody invites me nowhere. You're not really friendly. Nobody. We ask the questions, but we don't really ask ourselves the right questions. What am I doing? What's the reason for my existence? But have we ever stopped to think about what God's purpose is for your life? God the Almighty, the all-powerful and all-knowing one, the creator of the universe, what could such a being want with me? What could such a man want with you as well as our own purpose pales in comparison to his purpose for more importantly we'll see that the two are intimately related to one another. Actually it was according to God's purpose that the entire universe existed. And it was according to his purpose that God created the earth with all things in it. it was according to God's purpose that he created man. Romans 8, 29 says, because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son. God in eternity passed before the universe existed and had a desire. He wanted something. And according to this desire, he made a plan. And this plan became God's purpose. His purpose for your life. So good that God had a plan from the very beginning before the universe existed, and this plan concerns man. But what did God foreknow and predestine for man? The verse goes on to be conformed to the image of his son and the son in Jesus Christ. So God wants man to be conformed in the image of his son. That takes us to Genesis 126, and God said, let us make man in our own image. Do you know why we were created? I want you to read Genesis chapter 126 on your own time and read 27, 28. It says, we were created to do these things. Rule, reign, and subdue. We were created to rule, reign, and subdue. He spoke, of, he spoke of ruling twice in two separate verses. The first time they mentioned it, the law of first mentionables. And then it repeats it again. He says, Pay attention. I, I created you to rule, reign, and subdue. Here's the question Have you been ruling? Have you been reigning? And have you been bringing things to life? Have you been ruling? Have you been reigning and have you been bringing things to life? That's what he's talking about. He says, listen, I didn't just create you to just walk around and do what the systems of the world tell you to do. I didn't just create you to go along with the status quo. I called you to disturb some peace. I don't know if, if you're old enough or young enough. There's a guy when I was growing up, his name was Ludacris. Anybody remember Ludacris? He's just not a word. Ludacris is somebody doing something ridiculous. He's actually a rapper. And the name of his group was called DTP. DTP stands for disturbing the peace. (laughs) Lula. We were just not made to conform with the ways of this world. Without war, there can be no peace. That's why you see transgender bathrooms popping up all over the place. I'm gonna be right here for a second. (laughs) That's why you see the homosexual agenda coming to the forefront. Every commercial, everything we watch is telling us we need to be okay with it. All type of unlawful things that are happening in our Congress. They're storming capitals. They're doing a Black Lives Matter, this life matter. Everything, this, this, this is killing. Get more money for the police. Police choking people. All these things are happening because we're just sitting by and we're saying nothing. He tells you to rule because there's something that's out of order. He tells you to subdue because there are some things that need to be grown from the dirt. Some people that need to be in Congress that are believers and Holy Spirit filled to do and make laws that benefit the kingdom. That's why I was made. I don't know about you, but I was made to say something. I wasn't made six, seven, 200, and never mind the pounds to just be this big and not say anything. I was made at my daughter's school when they tried to put transgender bathrooms in the school. I said, not in that school. You won't put a bathroom in there that does not have to do with the sex of that person. If it's men, you're going to men. If it's women, you're going to women. Other than that, you hold it. I will not be bullied into communicating the way the world wants me to communicate because I don't live by this system. The government will rest on his shoulders and I have to be accountable to what he tells me to say. That's why I was made. That's why he took so much time crafting me and it's so high. I can't imagine all that it took to get there. But can you take for consideration all it took to buy you back? Can you take one thought to realize all it took to get you to the place where you are in right now? You're living beneath your privilege. And you're living beneath his order for your life. Are you okay with the way your world is? Yeah. Are you okay with the way things are going around you? You're okay with the water cooler conversation and gossip. You're okay with it. It's okay because I don't say nothing. I don't have to say nothing, then I'm not a part of it. You're just as bad. I'm swinging an axe, And I'm trying to get it as close to you as I can. You were made for more than how you've been living. Is it okay to just not have enough? He's called us to rule, to reign, and subdue. He told Adam, whatever you want to call, any of these things is up to you. I'll let you call, whatever. It doesn't matter. All you people that think the world just came here, we evolved from some monkeys. Come on. Now some people, you can kind of get that from them. <laughs> Maybe that's still for, for me. You think we just popped up out? No, no, no. He took some thought into creating you. He is wanting us to get back to our original intent for creation to take over, to be in areas of influence where your voice actually can do something. It's just like the man, when the man was laying there and he he, he started crying, Jesus, Jesus. And I said, Man, be quiet. You, it's, that's not what we do around here. And he, I can almost see it in my mind. He probably looked at him. He was like, geez, that oh, he just got louder while he was watching him. Because he knew what he was calling. He Watch this, he knew to whom he was calling. And he knew to whom he came from. Watch this. If you know or having a problem figuring out your next step, go to the blueprint. Who is the blueprint? The one that created you. But no, we don't. Sometimes we don't want to go to the one that created us because he's going to tell us that we have to stop doing something. And it's easier for us to spend money to catch a flight to go get a prophetic word that we never got caught up. Come on. Come on. Pastor Steve started talking about this last week and it bear witness to me. Stop chasing people for work. Don't you just keep you going broke looking for a word in your name never get called Come on. That's it. And then you get on a plane and you then you ask God why didn't he call me? Why didn't she call me? You don't have a prayer life. You don't have a reading life. You don't have a community life You just want to get a word and you want to feel good Come on. You want goosebumps you want somebody to tell you? I'm, call, I'm looking for a person, their name starts with an R. <laughs> R, I feel an R in my spirit. That's me, like you're know, Price is Right. That's me. But how many receive the word and the word still hasn't happened? And it's not because they're false prophets, it's because God is not a pimp and he's just not gonna let you get stuff from him and not do your part, friend. Yeah. I was made for so much more. I was made for so much more. We sit in our seats week after week. We come in and we absorb the word of God. And every time we're coming in, he's crafting us more. He's molding us more. He's turning us more he's adding to what we need to become and as he feels like it comes to the point that's why I'm so glad that God is not like us because at some point in the crafting process I don't know how many drawings are balled up and threw away because it didn't come out like I wanted it to come out What if he just you know what they're not doing what I do t- What if he they're not living up to the way that I created them They're not ruling. They're not reigning. They're not subduing. They're not being fruitful. They're just here. You know, it's like in the scriptures when Jesus said, Okay, it's too many people. It's about 30,000, maybe 40,000 people. I need to separate some of these people and see who's really with me. He said, You know what? Eat my flesh. Some people are like, Yeah, nah. I ate before I came, I'm I'm full. I'll see you later. He said, thousands walked away. He said, well, I still too many. He said, how gross can I get this thing? He said, okay, I got another one. Drink my blood. No. Nah. It was probably COVID. People was like, no, it's COVID. I can't, can't do that. But at the end of the day, it says thousands of Christians left. Did you hear that? Listen to the statement. Thousands of Christians left and only 12 remain. It didn't say that they weren't Christians. They just weren't following Jesus. That's it. <laughs> it didn't say that they were not Christians. They just weren't followers and disciples of Jesus. That's why sometimes it's so hard to hear because you're not following him. You know, they have this saying that may the dust of the rabbi cover me everywhere that I go. But how can dust cover me if I'm not in proximity? How can dust cover me from the rabbi if I'm not following so close that the dust is getting all over me from his feet? Some of us aren't dusty at all. Some of us are asked too many times, why do I exist? You're asking the wrong person. Ask him. He created you. He made you. He knows why you're here. Here's the thing. You have to be okay with why he created you. If you were called to just be a greeter, you have to be okay that you're maximizing that level of teeth you have and showing everybody the love of God. Everybody can't greet. You've seen it. Everybody can't greet at the door. You weren't made for that. Greeting at the door takes a takes a certain level of anointing. You have to be joyful and happy and good spirited, and you can't be mean opening the door for people. Welcome to All Nations Church. Welcome. It takes anointing and you have to be okay playing your position. Why am I creative? If I'm an entrepreneur, God created me to be in business. That's why being in that class with Mark is so important. You were made to be in business. But you have to be a spear-filled business person. You have to be an integral business person. God called you in that area of influence to influence those people in that area. But if you're just doing it for the financial gain, you're living beneath why you were created. Why why were you created? Maybe you've been created to lead in worship. And some people, have you noticed that some people that can't sing a lick, they have anointing? My God, I've heard people that just not, they're not the best, but you feel something when they sing. Have you heard people that can really sing and feel nothing? That's because at some point when you stop feeling the grace of God through a gift, that person has embodied it and made it feel like they're supposed to be here and they owned it in the way that God didn't give me this. I'm just supposed to do this. I'm going to rock like this. I'm going to sing because I can sing. I'm going to play because I can play. I'm going to do this because I'm just good at it. And at some point you leave God out of it and you just become good at it. You were created for so much more. Can you imagine when a glove was created? A glove was created with five fingers. And when that glove was created, it was created with one purpose. It's to cover your hands. I don't care if you try to put the glove on your foot. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter if you we have web feet, you know some some people. Probably nobody here, hopefully. There's healing for that. That glove wasn't made to be hung up on a thing as a as a as a piece of art. It doesn't even look right on Hamburger Helper. It was made to go on your hands. That's why it was created. That's when it's most effective. A lot of us are doing things and not effective in those areas because that's not what he designed for us to do. You're saved so that you can produce good works. You know, the Bible says, occupy till I come, which means to do business well until I return. Are you occupying? Are you subduing? Are you ruling? Are you reigning? Or you just exist? There's a lot of things that just existed in my house. And I'll I'll, I'll use this story. I'll throw myself under the bus. So I was a good C student. A phenomenal C student. I can hit a C out the park. Every time. I could get a B every now and again. But sometimes that C, you can easily get into the D area or you can get into the F area quickly. So I would try when I knew, I knew when I wasn't doing my best. How many know when you're not doing your best? You know you're not doing your best. I never got home so fast. I get to the mailbox first. And the scary part is like, it's not here. So you're asking yourself these questions. Did the mailman not come yet? Or did somebody get the mail already? So I would go in the house being as stupid as I could possibly. Hello, good evening. They're like, automatically, what's wrong with you? You, you never speak when you come home. You go right to your room. And, Hi, How is everyone's day? So there was this stack, I don't know about your house, but there was a place on the, on the desk where all the mail was. And I would go through the mail, and I'm like, man, I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay, that's a good thing. My mother's not home. That's a great thing. So, you, go to, you get ready for bed, at least for me, get out the shower, I'm good, because I know there's no mail. My mom couldn't have got the mail, all was well. So I get home, I'm taking a shower, I'm eating, I'm having a great day. You're having a phenomenal day when you know you're not in trouble, you're just like, you're a great day. But I get out the shower, I'm drying off, and my mom is on the bed. And you know your report card, this is how, it's, this is how it looks, I need to show you. It looks like a pink slip like you getting fired. It's like it was yellow. And, and this is how it looked. And you can see through it a little bit, and I knew this was my report card. And it had black, black writing, and she said, You got something to tell me? I said, No, nah, I mean I love you. <laughs> I love you. And you know when you know when you get that cry that you can feel it coming? and it's right here, and you're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh. she's like, you got something to tell me? I said, mm-mm. And, she, and so she goes to read, what is this that they're telling me that, and, I, and I'm like, well, they lying, you know, automatically. Everybody's a liar except the liar, right? So she starts reading the grades. Uh Jim. A-plus, see? English, this, this, get to math, F. I'm like, I turned in all my work. <laughs> and I have, to t- I have to go through this with you so you can in- put yourself in my position. At this point, she's sitting there. She has her legs crossed. She's really calm. And then that's the scary part. If you're She's in that mode that it hurts me more than I hurt you. And I I do not subscribe to that. So, she's reading all these things and she gets to math and it's an F. She gets to uh, uh, science because we were not dissecting yet, so it wasn't fun for me, so that was a D. And she gets mad at me and she sits me down. She doesn't spank me. Which, sometimes you wish because it's faster. So she starts to talk, she said, she said, son, she said, I am upset with you because you are not living out your potential. You would rather get a whooping. She says, I know you could do better. I know you are better than this F. But you have not made a commitment to yourself. And I feel a lot of times... That's what God is saying to every person that's here watching online every person that will watch is He's sitting you down and he says I have an issue with you Because you're not living out your potential You're not not living your best life Not that you're not living the best life that I created for you to live You're choosing the hard road. You want to keep plowing a road that was never meant for you to go down? instead of coming to this way he says i've already made valley i mean water in the desert for you he says you're choosing a harder road you're choosing a challenging road and if you come back to the blueprint and the reasoning with which you were made in the first place you'll know that all things are working together even the bad things that you're choosing to do but there's a prepared place for you listen i understand right now Haley. you can come back I understand right now that you are in a season of I'm not sure. That's why I felt like the Lord was talking about in the beginning about a lack of trust. Because a lot of times we've trusted God to do things we wanted to do. Let me say that again on this side. We've trusted God to do certain things that we wanted him to do, but it wasn't in his will for us to do. So then we're mad at him, and we're holding him at the stand. Why didn't you give me the man that I wanted? And then he said, you know what? Okay. Okay, you want him? You want her? Here you go. God, please, why did you give me this man? Why did you give me this woman? Sometimes he has to let you get where you want to know that was not his best for you. Sometimes you want the business. Sometimes you up in the car. Con- That's why some of, sometimes you signed contracts and made partnerships with companies that you knew you shouldn't have never got in bed with them anyway. Contract went awry, you had to find bankruptcy, all these things happened. Business went to nothing, and you said, God, how could you let that happen to me? But certain things happen when you get from under that grace. Because when you go to do things that he has not commanded you to do, there's not a covering for that. Listen, everybody under the sound of my voice, you've been made for more than what you're living. In. You've been created to reign, rule, subdue. We're talk- I-, I asked a question in, uh, last Wednesday in student ministry And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting to get that many hands. I said how many people struggle with anxiety 90% 90% Raise their hand Let me Ask the question in this room. How many people in this room struggle with anxiety? Raise your hand Look <laughs> And I simply had a revelation On what I believed was the issue for that is because wherever anxiety is living that is a place where we are not trusting God on, that's, right. that's not the full cure, but that's a big part of the cure That's a place where we're not trusting God and that's also a place where we have been believing a lie. We've been made for more handcrafted To do his good works And what he's done has been predestined and purposed before the end of time. There's a better plan for your life. (laughs) You're living out a plan, but I'm here to tell you, there is a better plan for your life. A plan to a a, a great future and expect it in not to harm you. There's a better plan plan for your life. And even the better plan, even if you walk through the desert, he promises to be with you. Even if you, if you walk through challenging times, I'll never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. Some of you, apart from God, you have not even been able, you have not even been close to living the life he's called you to live nothing's working everything is jacked up everything you put your hand to it's not working you can't find a you can't find a road that goes through everything has a dead end to it it almost you're in a season of almost it almost worked it almost came through it almost went through it almost did this it almost went there but it will you will continue to live a life of almost until you get with the one who can lead you beside still waters You'll never be able to live this Ephesians 2 and 10 life if you don't confess your sins to the Lord. He has a plan for you. He created you on purpose, for purpose, with the purpose. The question is are you living out the purpose in which He planned for you? You were made for more, you were made greater. Than how you're living you were made to do far better than how you're doing and it's time that you stop trying to create your own blueprint and get with the blueprint that's already been crafted out for you because his plans are really really good some of you cry unnecessarily some of you walking through some unnecessary challenges right now because you're choosing to do it your way you're choosing to do the way you want it to do But can I tell you, God has a better way. All eyes closed, all His. Maybe you're here today, and you said, Pastor Isaiah. I do not have a relationship with God, and I know that I've been made for more, and I've been, I know that I've been created to do good works, but I have not even accepted Jesus into my heart, and I really want to do that. I've just been living my own life under my own terms, and I'm really tired of, I'm tired of the way I've been living, I'm tired of the dead ends, and I know I want to tap into that blueprint that he has for my life, and I want to give Jesus my heart. If that's you and you want to say today. You know, I'm tired of living my own way, and I want to I step into that being made for more. Just on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. You say, I want to give my heart to the Lord today. I see that hand there. You so, say, you know, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I'm tired of living this way. I see you. I see that. maybe you're here with oh, and maybe you're here. And You say, you know what? I was walking with the Lord and I got off and I went my own way and I want to get back on track. You say that if that's you, just raise your hand. One, two, three, raise your hand. I want to get back on track. I want to get back. I want to get back to where I know I'm supposed to be. Okay. This is what we're going to do. The hands that got that went up and you say, you know what, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to continue to live this way. I'm ready to get in the game. I want you to get some courage now because I saw the hands that went up and I'm going to come get you if you don't come up here. On the count of three, just put some feet, some faith to that feet and walk up here and meet me right on the front. Clap your hands for them as they get the courage. Come on, I saw those hands. I saw them come up. Make your way. I believe that God has a plan. He has a purpose. He's good. He's really good. Come on, keep clapping. They said we rejoice over one, but they're getting they're getting their stuff together. They're making their way up to the front. God's good. You said, I was made for more. I've been made for more than the way that I've been living, and I'm tired of living this way. They still coming. We want to keep clapping. Don't get tired. Act like it's your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your brother, your friend. The time is now. Come unto me, all them that are heavy and of heavy laden. I will give you rest give you rest there is nothing you can do to receive what you're about to get but once you receive about what you're about to get there's no limit to what you can do and I want to add to this group hey if you're here and you say you know what I need to get back on track I need to get back on track and you raise your hand just meet them over you can step to our right as well but I just want to encourage you Congratulations on the greatest decision that you will ever make in your entire life. Amen. Let's lift our hands all over. Let's pray this prayer with them. Lift your hands here. Let's lift your hands. We're going to pray this prayer with them so they won't feel like they're by themselves. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sin. I'm tired tired of living the way I've been living, and I'm ready to do and be what you called me to be. Today, I give my life to you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, man, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Hey, don't leave. Miss follow them. They want to get your information. We promise your stuff will be here when you get back. We want to connect with you. They want to love on you. Follow them right to the back, right there. They're right behind you. Clap your hands for them as they go to the back. Okay. I got no minutes, but I want to do this. I think I'm under my two and a half hour mark. Can we stay here? Just give me 10 more minutes and we're out of here. I know that this message weren't just for people to come back home, or to come home. I know there are people here who've been living beneath your privilege. You have not been living at the standard in which he made you. Y'all know y'all been made for more. You know that after you receive Christ, He's expecting you to do good works and to produce, rule, reign, and subdue. And I know a lot of you have not been ruling, reigning, and subduing. A lot of you have been getting ruled. A lot of people have been reigning over you, and a lot of people have been subduing you. But I believe that God wants to continue to craft you and make you His handiwork. And you say, you know what, Pastor Isaiah? I just want prayer so I can be all that God wants for me. And I don't want my plan. You say, I want his plan. Just come up here on this altar. We want to pray. We're not going to lay hands. We're just going to do a corporate prayer for those that want to come and say, hey, I want to live out the life that I know that God has called me to live. I don't want to live beneath my privilege. I want to live according to the privilege that he's giving me, that he says I'm a son. He says I'm a daughter. I've been justified by faith through grace, and now I'm getting ready to step into my prophetic promise. There's some people in here, You, you, beat, there's been prophetic words and all these things, but guess what? You have to activate that in your life. You have to step into that prophetic promise. Some of you have been dealing with anxiety. You need to come up here too. Because there's been a lack of trust in that area of your life. I don't want to just live. I don't want to just exist. I want to thrive. I want to be all that God has called me to be. That's what I want. And I believe that's what you want. Pastor Steve and myself and those who grace this platform, we do our best to give you the gospel, thought out, study gospel. And at some point, that thing should come to life on the inside of you. At some point, there should should be so much conflict on the inside of you that that word cannot stay in with the way we've been living. And there comes a fork in a road that you have to choose. Just lift your hands. Father, I pray for every single person that's up here. Father, I thank you that you created us to do good works. After we've received salvation, everybody up here, they've received you. They've come to know you and you're expecting the fruits of their life. And your intentions are to get us back to your intended purpose for us in the garden. Is to rule, to reign, and to subdue. So, Father, I thank you. And I speak rulership, reigning, subduing in the lives of your people in business, in whatever area of influence, in school, in their, exi- in their, in their inner peace. Father, I thank you for peace that surpasses all their understanding i think the area right right now where there has been anxiety there's been a lack of trust and they've been believing a lie so father i sever the lie and we reconnect to the trust in the true vine and we thank you right now that there will be no more slip sleep loss and i thank you right now that there will be no more challenges in that space in their life that they're gonna walk into all that you created them to be we thank you that every lie of the enemy is silenced, and the truth of your word be louder than anything else so I thank you that today they'll go back and they begin to look at areas of their life where they've not been ruling, where they've not been reigning, and where they've been not been subduing. And our Father, I thank you for a cultivative anointing that come up in the side of them where there's barrenness, where there's flat land. They'll begin to cultivate it and bring forth things and speak words of life into areas of barrenness in their own life. And we give this to you and all the fruit that comes from it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's stay right there. We're getting ready to dismiss. I want a couple of announcements. I want to challenge you today as I promised, as we promised last week, for those who signed up for worship. Um, My wife right there, Kelly, she will be out there at guest services. So you can sign up, put your name. Don't give us a fake email. Don't give us a fake number. We want to connect with you. So that you can sign up for auditions because you can see God is continuing to do something cool here at our church. So honored to be a part. She's going to be out there waiting on you. Put your name, your email, your information so that we can connect. If you can sing, if you can sing, if you can play an instrument, whatever that is, we need you. We want you to be a part of what God is doing in His local body. Okay, next week we'll be going out for Quincy. Saturday, you'll meet us here at 11 o'clock. We're going to love on people of Quincy again because next Sunday is Quincy. If you have not been, is that right? Next Sunday, is. if you have not been, you're missing it. We're asking you, come fellowship. It is an amazing time of fellowship in the Lord and God is doing something awesome at that time and in that place. Also, if you want to help us, if you want to volunteer to set up, to tear down, We'll be at guest services as well. I'll be at guest service. Say, hey, I want to help. I want to put my hands to it. I want to get involved with what God is doing there. So I'll say these two things again. Worship, sign up is out there. Um, it will be out there. My wife will be out there, Quincy. Myself, um, Zach, will probably be back in guest services as well. Monday is prayer. Amen. Those people that are clapping, those are the people that come. Monday is prayer it's at 7 o'clock it's from 7 to 8 p.m. it's 60 minutes of your time and that 60 minutes of time will help you navigate through the rest of your life we believe that Wednesday we meet here let's lift our hands let's pray may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you may he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you may the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace And Father, I just declare right now that they know that from this moment that they have been made for more. They have been made for more. And that this word would spring up wells of living water in their hearts. That they will no longer be satisfied with not being the way you've called them. But they step into their prophetic promise to be all that you've called them to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great week, y'all.
0: You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sherer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.